0: It's time for Running building the game with Jason and friends. Building game, the game with, with Jason and friends. friends. Building the game, building the is game, the with, game with Jason and friends. It's at the end, end of, the episode, of the episode that's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, April thirteenth, and you're listening to episode four hundred and eleven. And once again, uh, it is still um, the stay-at-home time of building the game. Uh, So I'm recording with my pal, Mr. Jason Katarski, remotely. How's it going?
1: It is going pretty well. I am uh, hunkered down in the green couch games bunker right now uh live in my life as as best as i can in this uh technologically connected world that we have thankfully
0: yes yes that's been like the standard thing that everyone has agreed upon on every episode since this happened um is that thank goodness this happened now when we have the technology to like be together virtually because 10 years ago this would have really 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 been worse (laughs) mentally yeah we would have had a
1: super hard time uh for sure. We would all become farmers and it you know, it would have been fun in its own way for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All become farmers. That only works if you can go get some seeds uh which I can't. That's, so yeah.
1: <laughs> right. That's
0: yep, that's a thing. Well, right now if if theoretically, right now let's play this game here. If I had to grow crops based on only what I had in my house, I could grow six different kinds of peppers. And some tomatoes, Uh, apples. Uh, I mean, I'd have to wait till the whole tree sprouted, so that might take a few years. That could take a while. Um, (laughs) uh, Pineapple. Um, There's multiple problems with that. Um, (laughs) Good climate. Good climate for that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Not not the best climate. Uh, Also, has to grow into, yeah, Yeah, a big old thing there. Uh, Pineapples are bushes, right? It's a pineapple bush, I think. Is it?
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's like
0: a shrub because everybody assumes it's a tree, and I don't think it is. I think it's like a shrub in the ground. Um, this is
1: probably why we're not why why we're not farmers. So right,
0: right, right, right. <laughs> and because because we're sitting here with our phones uh, as our so we can see each other's beautiful faces. Um, because of that, we can't even look it up. So that's all right. I'm pretty sure it's bushes though. Coconuts are trees. Uh, pineapples are bushes. Uh, but anyways, um so those are the things I could attempt to grow in my house right now. Oh, grapes, grapes. I could also uh make grapes, which would be good because eventually I could make wine. Um yep. so that's a positive. Would keep that's my wife. Essential. Happy. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> uh, have you uh have you made many runs out into public of late?
1: Um, I have been to grocery store two times. And I think my wife made. I had to make a run to the pharmacy once. So, All right. um, but yeah, not not too not too much. And we we were able to stock up on what we needed. And uh, been having a lot of good times baking things with our kids. And you know, cooking together is actually a really nice discipline to have happening. Anyway, it's such a good connection point to just not be eating on the run and have time to create something together and share that experience. So I appreciate that part of it.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. And there is uh, there is some money to be saved. Uh, <laughs> you are people who like to eat out. Um, yes, that that yeah. yeah,
1: that's us for sure. Like, so just being at at the house to be able to do that, it's like, hey man, we don't have to worry about that line in the budget. So even if yep. things get a little bit tight right now, like we're we eating at home.
0: Right, and I feel like I'm going to the grocery store and I'm spending like larger amounts of money than normal because it's like now I'm buying groceries for two to three weeks at a time rather than you know a week right like oh once a week i go to the grocery store i get a few things uh and then we buy some stuff in bulk always just because we shop at sam's and that's just what you do because it's a bulk store um but like in general you know we have to go once a week for things like milk and stuff and now you know we're only going once every three weeks so you spend a lot more at the store but it's still less than we'd spend in a normal month and we're not going anywhere for dinner uh which that is uh, somebody on Facebook said. Hey, what are you looking forward to? Like, what's one thing you're really looking forward to when this is all over? And I was like, eating at any restaurant, literally any restaurant, like going in, <laughs> ordering food, sitting down and eating, and because uh, we we haven't even we've even stopped with the takeout, um, just because uh, you know I mean. We really believe in the "don't go out unless you absolutely have to go out," right? And we don't need takeout. I would love it, but we don't need it. So
1: yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we we've done takeout a few times, uh, kind of with the idea of supporting like local businesses in mind.
0: There is there is no, that yeah no.
1: Yeah, knowing that we that that we really appreciate some of these little community places that we have around us and how much they're struggling because it's not like the big corporate backed businesses, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I totally get it. Like we, it made me nervous every single time doing it and just feeling like a little bit weird about that. So we're staying in pretty much. We have a great paved street in front of our house. So we've been out skateboarding and roller skating and getting lots of fresh air as a family and, you know, waving at neighbors across the street and um, enjoying that aspect of this season for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been outside a good deal as well every day, um, riding bikes and stuff and uh, just walking through our neighborhood. You know, we live in a nice neighborhood where it's, uh, it's easy to walk around. It's not like the, the streets are like not all generally not super busy, anyways, but now they're way less busy because most people aren't going anywhere. Um, so yeah, that's been all right. Um, but I definitely have some cabin fever, I get a lot of energy from going places and doing things, and uh, we can't do that now. Um, so yeah,
1: yeah, I feel that. I, uh,
0: I I've definitely bought too many things like online of late. Like, hey, I could use this. I need a new grill brush. I'm just going to buy that now. Uh, Yeah. 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 So. That
1: it's, it is funny how that impulse shopping becomes like our, our connection to the outside world. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, Hey, I, I needed some watch batteries uh, for a guitar tuner. And I'm like, Oh, I will order these online because it is, yep. you know, like <laughs> it's something I have to have. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's been fun.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, I ordered um, silver and gold um, from Pandasaurus. Oh yeah. Which so I'm gonna just. I, I don't. I don't know the designer personally. Uh, it's a great game. So let me start with that. And um, this is not a bad story. It's a really, really good game. I loved it.
1: Oh, it's, isn't that Phil? That's Phil Walker Harding, the yeah. uh, Sushi Go designer.
0: Oh yes, yes. I so I did read he designed Sushi Go, and I was like, well, no wonder I love this game because I love Sushi Go. Um, <laughs> it's like my style of game, right? You know, it's like easy to understand, but there's some fun strategy. It's quick to play, so it's it's right up my alley, right? Um but I I have to admit the title Silver and Gold like didn't I didn't even realize what the game was about. So like I was just kind of like that I didn't sound interesting to me at all from that title and and that's my fault. I should have like looked at the box and realized that like oh, you're like hunting for treasure that actually sounds cool but for some reason that's not what I got from the title um and I expected it to be a very different game like silver and gold made me think of it being like, a Euroe type game or something, right? Like with that name. I don't know. I just, okay. That's just what I personally expected. And it's my fault for not checking it out. Well, then I was looking through games on Amazon and I see it's $18. And I'm like, wait, 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 it's $18. So then I watch a play video of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like crossing things off with a marker and like this is amazing. Ordered a copy. My wife and I loved it. Um sent a copy to my mom who's locked up in her own apartment by herself. Uh, and then over FaceTime, we played it uh, with a s- couple little tweaks. We made very few tweaks to the game, and it works perfectly with two of us playing um, at a distance. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So there was a uh, nice for her to be able to, like, see another face and play a game. And it was nice for me to play a game with somebody who doesn't live in my house. Uh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a- That's a great idea. That is something I haven't done yet. Like, I haven't. Played any games over like Zoom or like, you know, FaceTime, Uh, but Roland Wrights would would be really perfect for that, you know? Uh, Yeah, for sure. So and speaking specifically of silver and gold, when I first heard about that, I assumed it was a Christmas game for some reason. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like it just made me think of like a holiday theme for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. haven't I haven't bought too too many games since we've gotten locked. I bought um right before things shut down, I had ordered Metro X, which is a new game right games game. It's like a rail pencil like Oh, nice, nice. Flip nice. game. Yeah, and that one was just like I always pay attention to their stuff cuz I love Quick so much. And uh, every time they come out with a new little like dice type roll and write game, I'm going to I'm going to snatch those up. But right before um right before everything shut down, I don't think I talked about this before. There was like out of the box games, the local game store near my house had this board game swap and I had gone through and like collected, I think I probably had a hundred, 150 games that I counted uh, that I was like, I'm not going to play these anymore. Some of them were unopened because of my terrible habit of supporting my friends on Kickstarter or so basically like
0: of, 40 copies of water balloon Washout. I know the feeling. I it. get it.
1: That's it. Yeah, those were super valuable. But so I took <laughs> them to this board game swap because they were like, yeah, you don't even have to be here. You just put your prices and your name on them, and whatever we sell, you'll get in-store credit. And I was like, oh, that's that sounds pretty cool. That's going to be way quicker and easier than, like, uh, than having to list them all individually and try to figure out how to sell them. And then whatever didn't sell on that board game swap, they just put in their consignment section where they take a little bit of a cut then. But I still get most of it in, in-store credit. So... I took all my stuff up there. I dropped it off. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I went back and found out I had 600 bucks in store credit.
0: Oh, snap!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was great. Um, so I bought a bunch of games wow! that, like, were like the $50, $60 games that, like, I wanted to buy. But you wouldn't but, like, normally? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I really think that this one will be, like, I bought this um, Scoundrels of Skullport uh, expansion for Lords of Waterdeep, which Lisa and I love, Lords of Waterdeep. So awesome. Yeah, like, if I'm going to have an expansion, I feel like it's for that game. Um, I bought um, Flam Rouge, which was, uh, it's a bike racing game that's yeah, really yeah. simple, but it's beautiful, but it's, like, at a high price tag. It's 60 bucks, you know, because it's got these awesome minis and great art. Um, and I bought a Hile because I, I love the art and, like, tetris style games. That one's from Pandasaurus, too. Um yeah, so like I just bought oh and I bought sushi sushi what's it called? The 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 dice roll. Sushi, sushi dice roll.
0: Sushi roll. Sushi, sushi roll, yeah.
1: Sushi roll. Yeah, yeah. I bought that one cuz like our family really liked sushi go and figured it would be worth worth a shot, but you know wasn't sure I needed to drop 40 bucks on a game that I felt like I had similar games to in the collection. But like so I came home with those and I had this nice little stack of new games and then everything gets lapped down and then it's like, "Oh, we're going to play these." So like right nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and I tried to pick out those games like, okay, what do I know I'm going to play? What do, what do I think I can play with my kids who are ages now 7 and 11 and we could all play as a family because I was like, if I'm spending 50-60 bucks, I want to I want to be able to and, you know, engage my family in that way. And they love sushi roll. they love Ohio. We played Ohio three or four times. Um, have you played Ohio? I have not. No. It's like a dance festival. And, but it's, that's how it's just pronounced a Yeah. It's, oh. it's spelled a R R I a I L yeah, okay. or something yeah, like that, but yeah. it's, it's pronounced a Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, it's just, you're, you're able to draft these tiles that are coming into your little board in the same way Tetris would, and it just drops down and can fill in a little spot and it represents bringing people to your party. Um, it's, it's, it's a really great implementation of Tetris in a board game form. Uh, and the kids really like the puzzly aspect nice. of it, and the and the, the great art. Uh, and then uh, the bike race game, Flam Rouge, is is super fun and simple. I feel like it's one of those games that feels like, no, this is too simple of a game, but like the tactics in it, like you can really grind it out. I think if you're a planner and a counter, like counting space, you're okay, playing yeah, cards yeah. To, to move your bikes forward and get them into certain positions. So you can slip stream and like draft behind another player to like move forward. And, right, right. uh, different like it's got a modular track you can build it's a really cool looking game on the table and we played that and the kids enjoyed that and we all like riding bikes and stuff so in our family so thematically it was it was right on and then dug out some of the um the two-player games from the two-player game collection to play with lisa that spirits of the wild game that i think was it mattel did and then uh dragon heart which is a fantasy flight two-player game so like we've been getting getting some games back to the table which feels good great, after kind great. Of a, dry, a dry spell
0: yeah, we um I bought three new games of late, um silver and gold, as I mentioned. Um The Table is Lava. Um
1: Oh, it's R and R games, right?
0: Yeah, Jim Scoach uh, directed it. Uh directed it. <laughs> He's a movie director. Uh <laughs> designed it. Uh, but anyways, uh the uh it was pretty cool because um he uh in the game, sorry, have you played the table is lava?
1: I have not, but uh, Dan from R and R was like across from me at a couple conventions, and I saw him like teaching it a lot, and it looked really neat.
0: Yeah, no, it's so much fun. I absolutely love it. Um, it's super fun game, super easy to play, um, and the kids can play it on their own. You know, you're just basically tossing these cards and then uh, trying to uh, get them to be part of this island, and then um, you're trying to uh, get that all to like. Get your meeples to stay on there and you get more points if they're standing and then if they're laying down and like it's fun. It's a lot of fun. The kids really like it. Um, so yeah. So that's been a win. And then I also the third game we at which haven't played yet is Draftosaurus, which I've heard oh. only great things about. Um it's supposed to be really, really good. Um it's like a drafting game. It's like draft Jurassic. it's like draftastic park. Gir- gir- draftic Park. Draftastic <laughs> nice, Park, Draftastic Park, Draft Draftastic Park. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Draftosaurus, awesome. either one.
1: Yeah, I can't go wrong with dinosaur games like that. Well, I actually just uh, during the lockdown here, the we we uh, we I introduced Jurassic Park, the original, to my kids for the first time. Uh, uh, were they scared? You know what? We actually like we we plan to watch it during daylight hours. And then, like, we only watched half of it one day and then came back to it to finish it. So, like, just as it was about to get intense, we, like, took a break from it. So I think that watching it that way, like, worked out, like, in our favor. Uh, there were some moments where they were scared and my seven-year-old was hiding behind a pillow. But, like, she's she was all in. She's a little less, like, sensitive than my older kid. Right, but, right. But um, they, they did enjoy it, and I think. I think they were just amazed by the dinosaurs and stuff like that.
0: That's cool. We are working our way through the Marvel movies. Uh so we just watched uh Guardians of the Galaxy. Next up is Civil War and then uh yeah. Yeah, and then we're going to keep going. So the goal is to finish all of them uh while we're on break, which shouldn't be hard. And then we're going to watch all the Star Wars movies cuz my son has seen all but the last one. Um and um my daughter has only seen Rogue One. It's the only one she's seen. So Oh wow. Yeah, which I mean at that point she was 4, so it really didn't matter like yeah she was just real jasmine at the end when darth vader's like murdering everyone she was like
1: yeah
0: because she loves darth <laughs> vader you've met that's her you understand animal.
1: yeah yeah totally yeah yeah that's so. great that's great yeah the, the other thing i've been doing that i just got to talk about that this was an unexpected moment like i was real bummed like we had booked a trip to universal to go to harry potter world for like oh yeah june, yeah yeah for june yeah and uh and we, you know, like been talking about how we're probably gonna have to cancel that. And I was just like, you know, like we're gonna be off for probably like another month at least. Uh, I want to do something special, and uh, I'm gonna buy a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and yes, and, and we are not like a video game family. I have the the NES Classic and the and the SNES Classic that I just happened to stumble on, and I was like, this is kind of my my spot, you know, like, like, playing games in the 90s, like, these, these games, like, I'm not good at video games, I don't have a lot of patience for them, um, but, my kids, like, at the gym we go to, which is, like, at the Salvation Army Croc Center, has, like, a kid's room. So when we're working out, they can go hang out. And they go in there, and they play Just Dance, and they play Mario Kart, and they play Super Smash Brothers. And they're pretty geeked about it. And uh have come home and talked about it several times. And, like, I went online to Costco and, like, found that they had, like, a pre-order situation that was only, like, a week out. You know, when they were out of stock everywhere. And uh, I picked this thing up, and... Oh man, like I like video games. Like it's a weird thing. Like um, I think yeah, that like yeah. this this indie game movement that like has brought me to like this like this place of like wow. There's like so much. It's just like board games. Like there's so much diversity and like what types of games and you can sure. find a game that you're into. And, uh, yeah, we've been playing, it, my wife and I play it Unravel 2. Have you played Unravel 2?
0: I haven't played it, no, no. I haven't even heard of it, actually.
1: Oh. oh, it's so good. You're these little yarn people that are connected by a string of yarn in every level. Like, you're working through this story in the background, but you're using, you have to, like, you're you're a little teeny tiny person, made of yarn and you're having to figure out how to swing and work together to get through the puzzle to climb up on a tape. Oh, ju- cool. Cool. Like it's, it's so, so it's like a co-op and uh, Adam McIver actually recommended that one. And Lisa and I have been like fully immersed. And I'm like, I get why people talk about like immersion in games now. Cause like, <laughs> I, I want to live in this world and I feel like nothing else around me matters. And like, we've been playing uh, just, oh, we, we, we started animal crossing, which I'm a little bored with at this point because it's moving really slow and I'm not really putting in the time.
0: Yeah. So I've got animal crossing. Uh, I have played probably 80 hours of it at this point. It's been Dang. three and a half weeks now to juxtapose that the game that I've played the most, uh, is Zelda, uh, Breath of the Link's Awakening. i uh, no, sorry. No, no, sorry. Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, okay. which is amazing. Best Zelda game ever made. I will fight you if anybody tries to tell me different. It's the best. Uh, it, it is, I think, and I've read in other places too, and I'm I'm a layman when it comes to video games, but um, I I would say it's one of the best games ever made. Um, and I've actually wow. read other people who've said that in places. Uh, but anyways, uh, long story short, I've played that game for two years now. I've beat it. I've accomplished every single quest you can do. Um I am at 220 hours in that game. I'm okay. already at 80 in 3 weeks of Animal wow. Crossing. My kids are enamored by it. There's a lot of learning experiences in it because you catch fish, you catch bugs, you catch fossils and then you can learn about them cuz all the bugs, fossils and birds are real and like it will tell you about like the bug and fossil and bird and I mean uh, and uh, fish. Like it will tell you about the real animal and what it's like and stuff like that. So so the kids are learning those sorts of things out of it, which Sweet. is really fun. Um yeah. and I just need a de stressor where I do something that is just like just really chill and this is it, right? So Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a long ways in. Like I've done a ton of stuff in the game, but like um Matt Hawker, who we had on the show a while ago, the designer of um of uh why can't i remember the name composition composition uh it's a great Uh cool word game uh he is like i went to his island recently and i was like dude like he's done all this crazy terraforming and stuff and like mine is still pretty simple but i'm like in love with it so like i don't care yeah yeah
1: yeah i I haven't gone far enough to like really even know what i'm supposed to be doing because it's like a week old for us but like i do love that my i mean I, this i love and i hate that my kids are like can we please play the switch can we please play the switch can we please play the switch and i'm like that's cool that you want to do this cool thing together but seriously like no <laughs> like right do right something right. else yeah um, no but my like, uh, then they sit down yeah. and they play together and it's awesome to watch them without me involved like they're getting to this age where like i don't have to like do all of their learning experiences or all of their play experiences, you know? Like, they they taught each other how to play Pokemon the card game uh, the other day, too. Yeah, I saw that. That's a sweet thing to watch, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting deeper in. I just, like, don't know really what to do yet, so um, yeah, but having fun with the Switch, and it's cool that I'm doing it, like, I'm often too tired at the end of the night to play a board game. But, like, there's something about the way that video games teach you where, like, me and Lisa, it feels like we've watched a lot of movies. Let's do something else with our brains. Right, right. Um, So it's kind of a nice change of pace.
0: Yeah, the same is Steph really enjoys watching Animal Crossing. Like she like, ah. li- like just likes to lay on the couch and watch me play it and then like we'll talk about stuff or, and and then she'll be like, "Oh, you missed this thing. Look at that." You know, like so like she's watching, she's paying attention and she's into it. Um so it's just kind of a nice little chill out thing for us at the end of the day. Um But yeah, no. Uh, I uh, I love that my kids also are getting to the point where they can play a little more video games and stuff on their own. Um so yeah. Well, hey, we should talk about a topic here, uh, because otherwise sure. people are gonna think this show has just become just like chat hour. Which you know what, people deal with it, okay? We all,
1: you, we all you know you all our... miss us, <laughs> yes, and wish you could be with us, and we wish you could be with you. So, right, right. no, and we're going it.
0: I've been a little worried about the fact that like most of the episodes now feel more just kind of like chitty chat, right? But like the the fact of the matter is this. Um, that we could all use a little more of that right now. And and if, if us just chatting makes people, you know, builders out there feel like they're, um, like just hanging out with a couple friends, like, Hey, that's, that's a good thing. Right. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, but we are going to talk about a topic. Uh, and once again, this topic will be related to everything going on, um, and how, uh, a positive way people are getting through it. And that is uh, something that, uh, Jason is doing that he's left out, uh, because I said, don't talk about it till it's topic time. Um, so yeah. So I need you to talk about what your family did recently. And if you're f- happen to be friends with Jason on Facebook, as you know, him, you may have seen this, uh, but yeah, go ahead and explain away.
1: Yeah. So just the, uh, this last weekend, uh, the first weekend in April was, uh, there's, there's this hashtag thing going around called quarantine fest. So, uh, and I am like a long time fan of fanzines like punk rock, Type stuff like Comet Bus and Maximum Rock and Roll, and like these these zines that have are are just kind of self-published, sometimes just photocopied uh, magazines that are just about usually music, the the ones that I was super into, or like personal narrative type of stuff. Um, Really kind of neat underground press. Um, and there, there is this thing that, that, so that comes to me in like the, you know, 90s, like punk rock scene. And then, um, I start hanging out with my buddy Adam Vass from world champ game company. He, uh, he plays in a band called La lot of but he also makes these killer like super creative uh, role playing games and and I was just like blown away by like how he was just cranking out these games that seem more like thought experiments at first you know but they still like are building these cool storytelling worlds and like taking a weird idea and twisting it so they feel like this very punk rock approach to games and uh, he was helping me out at Green Couch Games like at conventions that I was going to and we're chatting a lot about like his creative process and uh, i got to play fiasco with him for the first time that was my first role-playing game ever That's A good one It's so good so on the way home we wrote a play set like for um for fiasco that, that was like about being at a game convention and made it into a little zine to like give away um and i was just hanging out And I saw this thing about Quarantine Fest where it was just people sharing like their zines. And I've written a punk rock scene. I have a couple issues of like stories of like my experience of like growing up in the punk rock scene. Um and I had another a different zine with another kid in high school that, you know, interviewed cool bands that came through. Uh that sort of thing. So like I saw this hashtag come up. There's all these people sharing comic scenes or personal zines or art zines. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, we don't have anything else going on. My kids are running on fumes. I'm kind of irritated with everybody around me. Let's all do something creative. So I like rounded up the family and I'm like, all right, we're going to make a zine. And we use this template for like a mini zine, which is where you take an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and you fold it in a certain way and then cut a line in the middle of it. And it folds into an eight page booklet. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's send so me that good.
0: link. I want to put that out yeah. there. That's really cool. Yeah,
1: for sure. Actually, I put, uh, I put, uh, when I so I made I made a game is what we're getting to here, but um I put in the file that I'm sharing into my Dropbox a little like uh JPEG that shows the steps of how to fold the paper to make this little mini zine. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally helpful little thing that I just found on the internet and popped it in there for people to use and know how to construct the book. So I had this idea to like channel my channel my inner Adam vass and um and make a role playing game zine. Uh I was going to make it in a couple hours. It was going to be this real impulsive like brain dump of information. Um uh, my kids wrote really sweet little zines. Uh M- Cora wrote my feelings during uh the coronavirus and then uh Claire wrote one that was like a fifth grader's experience with COVID-19. Um, in texts. So she drew like text bubbles and had conversations with her mom and with That's her friends. so and, like, cool.
0: It was so, so cool. creative.
1: It Such a cool thing to like work out like their feelings and their thoughts. And then Lisa did, started doing this, this like, she plays roller derby, my wife, and she wrote one about um, her experience of getting into roller derby. And she decided to write it all in haikus. So she wrote like six haikus to tell the story of her journey of like just starting. <laughs> And like later that night, she was so into it. She wrote issue two and like she little illustrated them and they were like fully engaged for this time. And I'm like pecking away. I took probably twice as long as everyone else because I was trying to like develop a game and they were telling stories. But I came up with the idea, uh, a little game called Punks on the Road. And the idea is that you are a band, and you are going on the road, your first tour for five-day run, and what you're going to do in the game, it's a solo experience, you need three D6s, and you are just going to kind of create the narrative of what happened to you on that tour, on that five-day tour. Uh, so you so you go through the one little booklet that I made, and it tells you kind of the steps of how to play, name your band, uh, has some kind of charts that are based on roles of like what you can buy, uh, of how to determine uh, how people, uh, how many people show up to your gigs. You decide where you're going on your tour and make up names for the venues and choose the cities, and those can be real or fictional. There's a lot of room for creativity and flexibility in this game because a, I've only played two role-playing games in my whole life, and B, because like the element that I wanted to capture was this like punk rock creative storytelling experience. So, um, I, right. it was more of like a prompt situation that I came up with. So then, you lay out your tour dates, and then you go through and you decide what happens at each of them, and you roll your dice and look at this chart of 3 to 18, and that is one element that you have to include in your story. So, it might be like, you got into a fight you um got too drunk you uh got interest from an indie record label uh those guys those the car the van broke down so you have to respond to to whatever the dice roll is with a short kind of narrative that you fill out in a second little booklet that i made available to go with it called the punks on the road tour journal so it's just nice. a place to like it's your character sheet essentially you walk away and um you got this little story of your five day tour and then the very end of it after your five day tour is called the ride home, which is another menu of six things that could happen in your role, just a D six. And it might be your band broke up or your band got signed, or you decide that you're going to go on tour again. And, um, you just use that element to kind of write your epilogue of, of what you're doing before you before you wrap the game up. So that's cool. Um, yeah. It was just this fun, this fun experience of me, like, being a, a musician who has played on the road and had all these wild experiences or and hearing about wild experiences of friends trying to give people like a sandbox to play around where they can kind of create their own experiences especially at a time when like we can't go out on the road um we're kind of writing these road stories of, of stuff that can go out there so it was a fun totally different freeing experience my favorite part was that like i knew it didn't matter all that much you know like
0: Right. That's freeing, right? That is very freeing. Yeah.
1: It wasn't like, I have to make the next Green Couch Games title that I'm going to bring to the world. It was just like, I'm going to do this fun thing with my family and explore a new space that I've never explored before with a super intense constraint of like an eight page booklet. Um, Yeah. So it was it was a really good time. Like, and my daughter play tested it. She's like, I really want to play that game. And like, <laughs> um, it's not totally family friendly. There's curse words. Yeah, I, words I guess right there. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, um, there, there's some asterisks where there should be, um, uh, curse words. But like, I had to capture some of that punk spirit. And my daughter at one, one of the notes was like. The, the, the setup is what you'll need, and you'll need to print out the two zines. You'll need a pencil. You'll need three D6s, and you'll need some PBR. So my daughter's playing it for the first time, and she's like, Dad, what's PBR? <laughs> and it wasn't like professional bull riding, honey. I'm like, well, it's, it's beer. You can't have that yet, but just pretend. so uh, Get a soda. Yeah,
0: she- Crack open a soda, kid. You got this.
1: So, but like that went her little play of it. She sat down for 20 minutes and played the game in her own way. She came up with her band Awesome Sauce that went on tour. They got in a fight with a promoter who told them they could play for an hour, but then at the last minute changed it to a 15 minute set. And on the way home, they broke up because the drummer kissed the bass player who was my daughter's boyfriend and they had to kick, well, oh, they had to kick out the drummer because she uh kissed my daughter's boyfriend. So she wow. came with this like whole picture in her head of what happened on this road trip. So I was like, I, th- I feel like, you know, for an 11 year old, just taking a stab at this with the simple rules, like she got to where I was navigating. So that was fun.
0: That's really cool, man. That's really cool. So, so yeah, the reason I wanted you to talk about that was just because it highlights the creative things that we can be doing, right? As game designers, as as people interested in games, um, I mean, anyone could have come up with a little zine like that, right? I mean, uh, in the proof there is that you had four people in your family, all of you came up with something different than the other ones, and they were all experiences, right? Um, yeah, totally. Yours just happened to be a game, and uh, I really, really like that. Um, I encourage some other people to do that. Um, because I just think it's super cool. And if you were a builder out there who does something like this, send it to us. We want to see it. You know, we want to check it out. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So,
1: and I think that kind of creativity that like gets us out of our comfort zones, like during this time is especially important. Like, We're lacking some social connection. We need to express our feelings. We need to process some things somehow. And like mine was a daydream about like getting in the van and going to play a show with my band. You know, like um, that. It felt cathartic, and then and it felt like I could like finish it. Throw it out into the ether, which I just put it in a, a, a Dropbox file. If you f- go to my Twitter at Jason Katarski, um, I send a link to it if you want to check it out. Um, and maybe we'll retweet it with the building the game thing or whatever. Sure, yeah, I'd um, do that. But yeah, you could just download the file, give it a try, see what I did. But like, it was cool to just like spend some time, put something together, throw it out there, and move on. You know, like without being a perfectionist, without like having to. Like think it was a super big deal without having to monetize it, which has like become the thing that I have to do sometimes for games since I started a business around involving games. Right, right, but, um, right, Yeah, it makes me want to just like, it, it does make me dive back into the interest of like, oh yeah, this is where I started this, this creative thing that like drew me to this in the first place.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. And I, I think that, you know, this is something that, yeah, we've all got, you know, we all don't have time for, right? But I mean, we all, we all theoretically lots of us have more time than we've had. Uh, it's the mental capacity thing that can be hard and uh, you know I'm forcing myself to work on two games right now. I mentioned just briefly on the show I'm doing a game with Banana Chan and somebody else um, uh, that's an RPG uh, that'll be family friendly and super fun. Um, it's really family oriented think like no thank you evil style. Um, and then I'm working on a um, an and right game as we like to call them on the show. Uh, something, <laughs> a random and right, random and right game, uh, right. With, with Kelly Hoagland, uh, that I'm super stoked about, um, both those awesome. games we want to put out, maybe Kickstarter, uh, is the idea, uh, just like the little tiny short run Kickstarters where it's like, Hey, pay a little bit of money and get this cool thing, um, to help pay for it. Uh, basically, um, I love that. and then, uh, Neil and I are back to designing. We're back on our, on our BS, as they say, designing some stuff. <laughs> Uh, We're working on – you played that game with me that uh, we pitched to that one guy that got rejected that was not within the gaming industry. Uh, I did
1: get rejected. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, I did.
0: Um, I'll talk to you. But there were various reasons why it made sense to not do it right now, and that's kind of what it came down to. And now who knows? Uh, So because it was such a small, compact game, we're now working on it as a game to pitch to Buttonshy. Um, so oh, yeah cool so cool. we're gonna hopefully show that to Tagmire in the not too distant future uh, we had a big breakthrough with it because Neil basically because we're not doing it for this guy uh, we had more cards like it was like well if we're gonna pitch it to Tagmire we have 18 cards we're only using 10 so oh, that's awesome. we can make the game even better with, with these so we've added um, these new cards that allow for a lot more strategy um, and the theme is really fun now uh, it's about being antique shoppers Um, and, uh, like, you know, professional antique shoppers. Um, so I'm, I'm really stoked about it. Uh, Neil has put in some great effort on it to make it get where it is. And we just played on a tabletop simulator last week and it clicked. Um, like this is, this is it. Like we've, we've got it now. So we're gonna, we've got some ideas on how to pitch it. Uh, and, uh, I'll let y'all know what happens with that. Um, I feel comfortable saying we're going to attempt to pitch it to Buttonshy because, um, I feel like Tagmire won't care that I'm saying that. He doesn't even know that I want to pitch to him yet. Uh, <laughs> but he also doesn't listen to the
1: show, so hey,
0: perfect. Um, yeah, so we will. And when uh, you've got an
1: 18 or less card game, you know, makes y- sense to yeah. Go you to show it to him, JJ's. right? Because the worst yeah. thing that
0: he can do is say no. <laughs> so right. And then, heck, maybe we'll just publish it ourselves for the heck of it uh, as a print and play. So, um, you know, get it up on a PNP arcade or something like that. Just because we totally. can totally. It's um, rad. Doesn't need a lot of artwork, uh, so uh, and hey, friends, friends, support your artist friends right now. Um, if you've got artist friends uh, who do commissions, especially those who rely heavily on conventions, remember them right now and uh, order stuff from them. If you if you have the money, do that, uh, and then send it to other friends who could use something cool. So it's it's like a pretty awesome combo, right? Uh, cause you yeah, help two people with one thing. Um, so, uh, yeah,
1: I've ordered What Jason is trying to say is that he's got a lot of copies of water balloon wash house sitting in his basement. That's n- and... <laughs>
0: no, I, I said artists, not game designers. I'm, oh yeah. You know, they're if all you,
1: the same to me.
0: If you want to buy a game from me, great. I'll gladly sell you a <laughs> game, but I don't need you to buy a game from me right now. We're doing fine. Um, you know, uh, my wife and I are still employed, so uh, but if you are a, uh, if you're an artist who relies heavily on conventions uh, or a game company that relies heavily on conventions, you're taking a hit right now. Uh, those are the people you want to get out there and support. So do that and try and help them out because because uh, it's tough times, you know. Um, I saw that you know, I mentioned this in the last episode. I want to correct myself here. Uh, so uh, tabletop events is putting on like a virtual con, and at this point that may have already happened. Um, called Con of Champions, and at first I literally thought it was just like one of those like fake dinners where you like buy a ticket to it, and then like you don't show up because it's not real, but you just basically supported <laughs> them. Uh, but okay. no, it actually is. They it is a virtual convention, um. So that's really cool. Um, because tabletop events basically was like, hey guys, we have to close. Like we don't we don't have any money because people are canceling their conventions, and uh, we have to give a bunch of refunds. And so yeah, like we're we're in wow. trouble. And people were like, "Let's no, let's make this happen." And then they made this event, and so, anyways, it's super cool. Uh, but I guess you will be able to actually host and play virtual games through it, so which, which is great. Um, also, I don't know if you saw the news today: Origins officially uh, yeah. bumped to October, but they're going to have some sort of virtual thing um, at, norm,
1: at the time of the normal show. Yeah, yeah. yeah an online convention.
0: Yeah, which that's is that's interesting. It is interesting. I'm really interested to see how that pans out. Um, especially because I've used their website before. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. sorry, Ouch. I was mean, but it's true. No, it's I'm true sorry. Enough. Origins has one of the single worst websites I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, uh, that's beside the point. I actually love Origins. I just don't like the website. Um, so, anyways, so yeah, October, it's going to be like, I don't remember the dates. Early It was early October, though. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to make it to that uh, I mean, if it happens, right? I mean, let let's be realistic here.
1: Uh, right, I'm making no plans for the yeah. foreseeable future.
0: No, I mean, I I think through the rest of this year, um, the things are not going to change all that much. Uh, you know, we're flattening the curve. We're doing a good job at that. But the fact is that we likely will need to be pretty much on a stay-at-home order or very minimal contact for the next six months at least. Um, I mean, that's just what if you read what the experts are saying, that's what they're saying. So, um, which is, I mean, it is what it is, right? We got to do what we got to do. Um, I that said, I, I worry for the people who you know, like whose jobs this is greatly affecting. That is, you know, that's that's really hard for them, and uh, yeah, and I, we don't have a government that really cares about them, uh, unfortunately. So, yeah. But anyways, so let's talk about that bummer. That's great. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's uh, going out on a high note there.
0: (laughs) Right. So yeah, so I'm waiting to hear about Gen Con getting canceled um, because it's going to. I think... Uh, somebody had said, why isn't Gen Con canceled yet? And they basically said their, their, their supposition was that Gen Con was going to wait to cancel until they were forced to cancel because then they will get their money back. Uh, which totally makes sense because they are a small organization and theoretically will <laughs> refund all of our money. I hope for our tickets that we've bought. Um, right. Yeah. So I hope so at least, um, yeah, there's that. I know for us, similarly, we've got this amazing train trip book this summer that is not going to happen. Um, oh, it's in yeah, July. Bummers. There's there's no way. Uh, but I'm basically just waiting to be able to cancel it for when um, uh, for when uh, they say I can cancel it for free. Right now, you can cancel up to May 31st and get all your money back. Uh, so I have to wait till they shift that to like late june and then i can get my money back so because it's like we're out like 700 bucks if i cancel now so which sucks the good thing is it's all paid for like i mean we've paid for it all so it's like bonus money coming back um but you know with our
1: universal trip right
0: yeah i had had some friends that said they had booked a like their dream family vacation for 11 of them uh to go to disney this this fall and now they're having to cancel it yeah and oh that just sucks um, and I know those are like mega privileged first world problems, right? I mean, for you know, sure. there are people that are struggling to survive right now and that is worse and more important than, than, than trips to Disneyland. But those things, it's okay to still feel bad about those things, right? It's okay to feel bad that you can't go to Universal because that still sucks, right? Um, yeah.
1: yeah. You gotta yeah. mourn your own issues because those are real issues yeah. for you. Yes. So and you know, sure. just,
0: well, thinking of those other people and helping to take care of anybody that needs help. That's, that's what we've got to do. That's our job as human beings, uh, as decent human beings, at least. Uh, yeah.
1: What do you got? What are you looking forward to, uh, in the coming week or so, uh, uh, in your game making or game playing realm, Jason?
0: Uh, well, I get to, oh, so I, here's a good one. Um, uh, Monday night, I'm doing a play test on a game. Neil and I've been working on with Neil and Kelly Uh, and then we're going to play test one of Kelly's games, uh, all on tabletop simulator. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, and then routinely I'll, I'm meeting with Kelly every week and hopefully going to start meeting with Neil every week as well. Uh, And that's always an exciting time for me to meet with those guys and work on some games. Um, and then banana and I will meet hopefully later in the week to work on some stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's fantastic. So I, I started, uh, chatting with my buddy josh mills he uh i was asking what a jerk i know right i was asking him some questions about uh nintendo switch since he's my uh video game aficionado friend working in the industry and everything um and we were just talking about what life was like for us and he's like what do you what what game do you want to make let's make a game together you know, so we just started bouncing around some weirdo ideas, trying to come up with like the weirdest game that nobody else would make, and uh, started talking about it. It was in the punk rock realm uh, a worker placement game about managing and living in a punk kind of commune <laughs> and trying to stay nice, stay afloat before you get shut down by the man. So uh, we, we've, been, we've been bouncing around some ideas, and like I just he's a person that brings me life, man. Like, uh, similar to our conversations, just getting to chat about these experiences that we have together, Jason. And then with him too, it's just like, he's got such a great heart and sense of humor that like, he's so he's much super, energy. Yeah, seeping out of easy his pores. Be, Just be creative with him. It's so fun. Cause he's just so good at it and it's a natural thing for him. So
0: yeah, I know he's, yes. uh, he's somebody that I love to give a hard time to. And he does it back and forth with me, but Josh Mills is one of the nicest people I've ever met. I mean, he's such a nice guy. And, uh, yeah yeah so and this is that is the last time i'll say it uh if you say to me i heard you say it on the podcast i'll say that's not what i said um yeah i'll be like i don't remember saying that if you play the clip for me i will tell you it was doctored um but yes so that's awesome. that's a fact
1: well i'm glad there's stuff there's good stuff on the horizon people there are there keep, are we gotta keep what making is- cool stuff and being connected
0: is there anything what? specific other than working with Josh that you're really excited about for next week?
1: Um, it's not game related, but it's cr- I'm I'm 2 two things. I'm excited to finish this semester of school because I am over it, and uh, the other one is that my band is learning to use this like app that you can record remotely, like my drummers recording stuff and sending it to me and I'm recording guitar and vocals. And then we're sending it to our other guitar player and then our other bass player. And like we did one just to figure out the software one song. And it was surprisingly awesome how it turned out recording with four iPhones in four different places. Wow. Uh, Nice. Yeah. So we're, we're working on some new stuff. Uh, That'll kind of fill my creative hours in the, in the coming weeks, I think. So good times. Very
0: cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I think we're going to call that a show there. Um, we're about out of time anyway. So, Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach out at building the gamepodcast.com. You can email us at building the at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at podcast, BTG at je Slingerland at J a. Katarski or at, uh, no at jay katarski jason katarski jason, at katarski jason katarski i like literally did ja for mine and then made it katarski <laughs> like yours at jason katarski at green couch games um find us on facebook uh on itunes stitcher google play other stuff and uh give us reviews we'll love that but only if they're five stars otherwise we will
1: find you uh yeah
0: so that's not
1: send us your rpg zines that you make this week
0: yeah, send us your RPG zines RPG zines RPG zines Should be a space there. RPG, the
1: RPG, <laughs> RPG zines
0: <laughs> RPG zines uh, Send us those though We want to hear about them uh, If you like, actually you are putting one out there Especially like you're going to put it out where somebody can like download it um, Please get it to us Because I will make sure to tweet about it And I'm sure Jason will too And we'll get it tweeted out there for you To help spread the word a little bit And uh Yeah If you... Oh, here's one. Here's one last announcement from me. Then if you got something to say, you can say it. Uh, If you're hearing this and you're like, hey, uh, I got nothing to do uh, this coming Thursday at 9 p.m. So that would be Thursday, the... Let's try uh, 14, 15, 16. Thursday, April 16th at 9 p.m. If you're free (laughs) then, Eastern time, and you're like, I want to be on BTG and you're hearing this, uh, shoot me an email or a text or a Tweet or whatever. Uh, I don't care who you are. Uh, send me a message. Tell me what you want to talk about and why you want to be on the show. And um, yeah, maybe you'll be on. I did that the last time and we had Matthew Hocker on. Uh, and Matthew has become one of my best Animal Crossing pals ever. Um, and we like, we message each other every day about Animal Crossing and stuff. And that all happened because I tweeted and said, I'm looking for somebody to be on the show. And he responded first. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, awesome. and it was also a really fun episode. So, yeah. Uh, So hit me up, hit me up and let's, uh, let's get you on the show for next week.
1: Yeah. Make this show like better, you know, by not letting me or Jason talk so much. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Anything else from you? No, I'm good. I'm just going to hunker down and try to figure out how to become a librarian some more next week. So I don't have anything else really.
0: Sounds awesome. I would take as many of those classes you can that will teach you how to be a virtual librarian.
1: (laughs) That seems like that may be useful (laughs) right now. That's the way the field is headed anyway, yeah, so right. yeah, might as well just do it in my pajamas.
0: Yes. <laughs> so all right, well with that, good night.
1: Good night. Building the game, which isn't in friends, which isn't friends. Building the game, building the game, which isn't in friends, which isn't in friends.
0: Dial Please don't use the email.